Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thanks for listening this Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. Topics on today's episode include interactive regulations on the CFPB site, part two of my interview with Olivia Nicholson on data analytics, and the latest look at inflation. I'd like to thank today's podcast sponsor, Richie May. Richie May is a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services in the mortgage industry and in banking. The firm has also consistently been recognized as one of the fastest growing firms in the country and has been named to the Housing Wire Tech 100 in Mortgage, Accounting Today Firms to Watch, and the fastest growing firms and an excellence in firm culture by Inside Public Accounting several times. To experience how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit RichieMay.com. For my dad, today is a travel day from Florida to Montana, but lenders always have a lot going on, like significant competitive pressure and volatility in the capital markets, as evidenced by HomePoint's $73 million loss for the second quarter of 2021, announced yesterday. Remaining compliant can be a chore as well. Have you visited the Interactive Bureau regulations on the new CFPB site? A resource that makes certain bureau regulations easier to read, navigate, and understand. Sure, the CFPB is focused on COVID servicing, but there are other topics. Mitch Kiter was on a panel recently on MSAs. Remember those? Yes. Making sure you're doing the right thing is back in vogue. It never left the to-do list of good lenders. The False Claims Act? Yes, those are hot topics out there. Has a builder and a lender structured a JV to form a mortgage brokerage, and all the loans are brokered to the lender? The list goes on. For links to those stories, as well as the latest employment and business opportunities, lender and broker products and services, tech surveys, and investors' reaction to GSE changes. Visit robchrisman.com. Joining us today is Olivia Nicholson from Richie May. Olivia leads the data analytics practice at Richie May Advisory, serving over 110 mortgage banking companies. She is responsible for the strategic vision of Richie May's RM Analyze Business Intelligence product, as well as the company's implementation and ongoing analytics consulting. Olivia joined Richie May from Phoenix Capital as Vice President of Analytics, where she was responsible for data and model management across the firm. She was also recognized in 2020 as a Housing Wire Tech trendsetter and is passionate about giving mortgage companies insight into their data to make more informed decisions. She loves to solve complex data problems that lead to strategic outcomes for her clients, and I am pleased to have her on the podcast today. What are the barriers mortgage companies have to actually overcome to use data analytics? We kind of have a tendency in the industry and honestly just as humans in general to hold very tightly to the way that we've always done things. And sometimes it's hard to think beyond that. Um, I have a ton of respect and I mean this in all sincerity for some of the Excel spreadsheets that I've seen come across my desk. You know, I'm talking about paragraphs of formulas. 15 different tabs with documentation written out on where to copy and paste data every month to get this report to run. Um, I mean, I've kind of outed myself given what I'm doing with my life that I'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to things like this, but I am genuinely impressed by those reports. And I actually found the space in the industry because I was always drawn to solving problems in the same way that I think the people building these reports are. But the problem with those Excel reports is first of all, Excel is not a database. It's not made to handle the massive amounts of data that this industry has. And it has to be a manual update every time you want to see information. 
Otherwise, that Excel report is just going to give you what you need to know about one specific point in time, which obviously is not going to be relevant beyond that point in time. So I have found in working with clients that an obstacle that usually needs to be overcome in order to really take a company's analytics to the next level is just loosening that grip on all those Excel reports and kind of imagining a future that could really exist where you don't have to manually update spreadsheets all day just to keep them relevant. You know, I actually think that the people who have put the time and the effort and frankly, the passion into those Excel reports are actually very well equipped to be the ones to take it to the next level for their company. And the other bar barrier I think that comes up a lot um, is that it can seem very daunting to tackle this initiative and implement some analytics through a BI reporting tool or, you know, whatever path you're choosing here. Um, I talked about the data that we have as an industry. But the process from seeing all of that data in the different systems that lives in now into actually viewing live dashboards with real-time data, that can seem like a lot of steps and a really big lift for a lot of companies just starting out. So that's where I think it's really important to first understand your scope. You know, you don't have to tackle all 150 reports you want to see right out of the gate. Let's figure out what's going to have the biggest impact first. And then also you need to be picking the right tools that are going to facilitate this process and really make it as easy as possible. When it comes to these companies actually making a decision on what vendor they want to go with, what are the main differences in the solutions that mortgage companies can use? Right. Um, I think the best way to think about those differences is in terms of all of the things that need to happen to get from that raw data in, you know, living in your different systems all the way to having those reports in your hand and what pieces of the process each tool that you're selecting can really solve for. So we talked about Excel. Excel is a tool. It might get you the report that you want to see, but you're going to have to copy and paste the data in there. You're responsible for emailing it out to everyone who needs it. There are some other tools that can connect to the data that you have collected and stored somewhere. So your IT team has gone out and built a database. And you know this new tool can go in and plug right into that to get you some real-time or near, near real-time data. It can make the visualizations a little bit more appealing than Excel. And then it might even automatically email those reports out for you or give you a dashboard you can log into and see your data when it updates. And then there are some tools out there that do all of it for you. So they can connect to your different data sources directly. So you don't have to have your IT team build out and maintain those databases or there's those servers for this process. Uh, these tools can clean up and prep and blend your data however you tell it to, and then they can display the dashboard and disseminate those reports for you. So really the key difference between all of the BI and analytics solutions out there is just understanding what process or what part of the process they're solving for and how they make it, how easy they make it for you. Um, at the end of the day, the key differentiator and the value is not going to come from, you know, how pretty the dashboards look in one solution versus the other. It's really all about the end-to-end -end capabilities and how that fits into your overall strategy. That's a great answer. What can our listeners start today that can help them on this journey? Yeah, a few things. I think the first thing is to just start to evaluate your current processes around data and analytics and understand how well they're serving you and what room there might be for improvement. So I would say throughout your day or your week or your month, Really take stock of all the reports that you're building or that show up on your desk every day, uh, what went into building them, and then what value you're getting out of them. This could be a, a daily pipeline report, 
or your month end closing report or any of your financial reporting. So just start to recognize in your day to day where reporting is showing up. And definitely, if you're the one building the report, think about your process for doing that and how much time it's taking. And even if you're not the one building the report, um, think about whether that report is actually getting you what you need. Are there improvements you would make if time and resources and access to data were not a factor? Uh, maybe it would benefit you more to see that data in real time. So just start asking yourself all of those questions about the reports that you're seeing, because that is going to help you start to think outside of the box about what's possible. And the other thing I would suggest as you're already evaluating kind of your day-to-day -day, is to recognize the different ways that data shows up in your business and what you could do with that data if you could get to it. So just remember that every system you use has data and most of the questions you ask or the decisions you have to make can be informed through that data. So sometimes it really is just a matter of recognizing that it exists. Uh, but if listeners are interested in getting started in data analytics, or maybe you're already on board and have it all built out, but you know just want to learn more and kind of stay on top of best practices, I would definitely suggest joining Richie May's uh, Mortgage Trend Series webinar on August 18th. We cover a ton of topics in technology in the industry and definitely talk about the trends we're seeing and helping our clients with data analytics. So definitely come listen and hopefully learn something new. Fantastic. Thank you very much for coming on and talking to me today. Yeah, thank you so much, Rob. Despite lower interest rates, purchase applications continue to face headwinds from an ongoing lack of inventory, which has driven up home prices. Looking at daily trading, it was another ho-hum day in the bond market yesterday, as investors await inflation data in the form of CPI and PPI. There was good demand at the day's $58 billion three-year treasury note auction, and the Senate voted in favor of the $1.2 trillion infrastructure spending bill, as expected. The NFIB Small Business Optimism Index fell in July as productivity was weaker than expected, and Q1 productivity was revised down. Unit labor cost data was low, which helps the Fed determine if rising wages are feeding into broader price inflation. Treasury yields pulled back slightly on the day, while the MBS basis ended wider. Slower growth and easing inflation should allow the Fed to stay on hold for longer. As for the basis overall, lower coupon MBS has been trading with strong demand given the market's acceptance of an earlier gradual tapering off of asset purchases, which is thought to step from $40 billion to $35 billion of MBS purchases each week initially. It is hoped the impact on the bond market will be minimal as there is still a sizable bank and asset manager demand for mortgage-backed securities. Speaking of which, Ginnie Mae mortgage-backed security issuance volume was $74.29 billion in July, which will help consumers purchase homes in their communities. Ginnie Mae MBS issuance reflects the liquidity of the program, its value in meeting the mortgage needs of homebuyers and rental property owners, and its role in financing affordable homeownership and rental housing. Approximately 274,882 homes and apartment units were financed by Ginnie Mae guaranteed MBS as a result of July 2021 issuance. Weekly mortgage applications from the MBA led off today's economic calendar, increasing 2.8% from one week earlier for the week ending August 6th. Later this morning brings the all-important July CPI report. The July budget deficit will be released in the afternoon. Two Fed presidents are scheduled to speak, starting with Atlanta's Bostitch, followed by Kansas City's George. In very early trading, agency MBS prices are worse down a shade, and the 10-year is yielding 1.36 after closing yesterday at 1.34%. I'd like to thank today's podcast sponsor, Richie May. 
For over 30 years, Richie May has been deeply involved in the mortgage industry to bring solutions and innovation through advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services in the mortgage industry and in banking. To learn more about how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit RichieMay.com. Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Origins. With the Origins Mortgage Platform, you can offer your borrowers and loan officers a truly modern mortgage lending experience. Discover the mortgage platform designed to evolve and scale with a rapidly changing lending landscape. Visit origins.com today. That's O-R-I-G-E-N-C-E dot com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.